gentlemen, boys and girls, turquoise. You are listening live here to Special Edition of Brand Age World here on this Thursday, July 28th, 2022. We are 48 hours away from SummerSlam 2022. Nashville, Tennessee, Kid Rod shake down the official theme song of this year's premium live event. And indeed, it is a new changing of the guard with now Triple H, as we know, in charge of Ed of Creative. What a bombshell of a week this has been in wrestling. If you want to hear my reaction to the Vince McMahon retirement, make sure you go check out the podcast we did on Sunday where I broke that down. But folks, we are here, we are live, we are in the flesh. Let's talk SummerSlam, and as always, make sure to follow me on Twitter at BrendanLewis underscore 7. Follow the show at Real underscore B-World, and let's get underway with our first contest of the night, which I believe will be Seth Rollins going one-on-one with the original Bro Riddle. Hi, this is Brandon popping in here. So when I recorded the SummerSlam preview yesterday, that was before this news came down that Seth Rollins and Riddle is no longer happening due to Riddle suffering a sting injury on Raw because of that curb stuff. That Rollins over to Riddle at the end of Monday Night Raw. So that means that that match is off. Who knows? We could have Rollins maybe taking on somebody else like an AJ Stouch or somebody who frees up on the card. Or maybe Seth Rollins just does not participate on the card. They say Rollins versus Riddle for Clash of the Castle in the UK as that storyline begins to build a little more and it shortens the card a little bit. So I just wanted to make that note here that Rollins and Riddle is no longer happening. And now let's move on to the rest of the SummerSlam card. Next match. Now, the second match is usually the, the least important match of the night. It's usually the cooldown match. And in this scenario, I believe it will be Bobby Lashley defending his United States Championship against Theory. Now, it was a surprise to me that Theory ended up losing the United States Championship to Lashley at Money in the Bank. I think we all kind of thought that Theory was the one-on-one with John Cena at this event. However, it turns out John Cena was not available. And there's been a lot going on backstage in WWE over the last month. You know, who knows if Triple H was in charge of Money in the Bank if Theory would have even won the Money in the Bank briefcase. But as the head of the table, Roman Reigns said this as Monday on Raw, Theory's daddy is no longer there. And Theory has not won a match since winning the Money in the Bank briefcase at that premium live event on July 2nd. Here we are now, four weeks later. He gets his rematch for the United States Championship against Lashley. I think it'll be a good match. I think Theory will get great heat. But I think ultimately, the almighty will retain the United States Championship in pretty short order because Theory had some other things he must have into, as we know, later in the night. Now, with Pat McAfee getting ready to face Happy Corbin, I believe that match will occur later in the night. I think it's time to slot in at least one SmackDown match where McAfee can make the call. And I think the most reasonable match here 
we live more against defending Earth SmackDown Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey. Now, of course, Lynn Morgan has in her Money in the Bank briefcase at the Money in the Bank premium. A lot of that on Ronda Rousey after the former UFC champion retained her championship against Natalia in a pretty good match. And then a shot to, to all of us. Lynn Morgan was able to run down, take advantage of an injured Rousey. Rousey did get the ankle lock in on her. But because of her injured knee, was not able to walk it in all the way. Liv Morgan was able to take advantage, roll up Rousey, and the former Raw superstar moved to SmackDown as the SmackDown Women's Champion. They've been building up Liv Morgan on commentary as the miracle kid, as the kid that doesn't have a shot against the baddest woman on the planet in a fair one on one matchup. And I am here to say she does have a shot. I think Liv Morgan was in Ronda Rousey with the obliteration. And I think Liv Morgan here is being positioned as one of the cornerstone baby faces of the SmackDown Women's Division moving forward. I think this will be Ronda Rousey's last match for a little bit. I do not think she will be a part of the UK pay-per-view. Who knows? Maybe they put her and Charlotte and Liv Morgan in a triple threat match. But I do anticipate here pretty quickly after SummerSlam. The Queen, Charlotte Flair, returning. We have not seen Flair since WrestleMania Backlash when Ronda Rousey won the SmackDown Women's Championship and then I quit match that was way better than their WrestleMania encounter. I do believe at this point Ronda Rousey is going to go on a little bit of a vacation and she will put over the young star Morgan in her first idol event here. And Liv Morgan will have a big SummerSlam moment. Now again, I do think that Liv will go on to face Charlotte Flair eventually. Who knows? She may have a filler feud in there with Shotzi or Raquel Rodriguez or Shayna Baszler and another Triple H in charge or another one of those heel women on the SmackDown roster. Uh, but at this point, I think Liv Morgan is set for a pretty good title reign and I think it kicks off and gives her legitimacy after a really good match. I think her and Ronda are going to have a really good match. I think they have really good chemistry. I think Ronda is going to bring the best out of Liv. I think Liv is going to bring the best out of Ronda and I'm actually looking forward to this SmackDown Women's Championship match. Now, I believe at this point, Pat McAfee will head to the back and get ready for his match with Abby Corbin that will occur later in the night. So because of that, I do believe now we get a lot of Raw matches on the counter. And I think we'll start off here with one of their celebrity matches here. The babyface Logan Paul taking on the heel The Miz. Now, we all saw Miz and Logan Paul team up against the Mysterios at WrestleMania, and I said I was shocked by it. I did not think that Logan Paul was going to be as good in the ring as he was, and he's really been getting better since he's come back in this feud with The Miz. His promos are passionate. He really cares about the business. I really think he slung it out with the best of them. We saw him in the octagon stand toe-to-toe with the greatest boxer of all time, in my opinion, Floyd Money Mayweather never lost a fight, and yet Logan Paul, this guy that is now wrestling The Miz at SummerSlam, is going toe-to-toe with him. I also think The Miz has a great point, though, of, hey, Logan Paul has only wrestled one match in WWE, and it was a tag team match, and tag team wrestling, as we know in this industry, is very different than singles competition, and maybe Miz taught Logan Paul everything Logan Paul knows, but he did not teach him everything The Miz knows. And I think these two are going to put on a great match. I think Miz has great psychology for the business. 
Miz really knows how to take care of a wrestler. Miz is a very safe wrestler. Just like we saw at WrestleMania, how he took care of Logan in that tag team match. I think WWE feels comfortable enough now to put Logan Paul in a singles match. And we've seen Champa get involved on the Miz's end. I think there's definitely going to be some shenanigans here where Champa gets involved for Miz. AJ Styles gets involved on behalf of Logan Paul. I could even see them potentially turning it into a, 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 an eventual, you know, impromptu tag team match. We have AJ Styles and Paul taking on The Miz and Champa, which I would not mind that, but I think we're going to still see the showcase of Logan Paul and The Miz. I do think eventually Logan Paul does go over here. Miz is one of those wrestlers that's not selfish. He's going to do what's best for his business. He's going to make Logan Paul look like a million bucks. I think Logan Paul is going to surprise us. You know, we all have low expectations going into these big money celebrity-like matches, and they always seem to impress. Bad Bunny, Logan Paul have been great over the last couple of years. I think Logan Paul does it again this Saturday night in Nashville, Tennessee, and picks up the victory. Now, next match here. Now, you could say this is the least important match on the card. Maybe it would have been less than last week in theory. But the reason why it is slotted in number five is because I do think a return happens here. Of course, that match I'm talking about is the Judgment Day against the Mysterios in a no disqualification match. Now, we saw the night after LNSL, Finn Bauer come down and he looked to join Edge. Rio Ripley and Damian Priest in the Judgment Day until Bauer, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley earned on the Reign of Our Superstar and said that they would like to do their own group where nobody tells them what to do. Since nobody has seen Edge, the Judgment Day has kind of stayed plateaued here, feuding with the Mysterios while, while Rhea Ripley recovered from a serious injury. I believe Rhea Ripley was on a serious path to defeat Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship at Money in the Bank before that injury occurred. And so because of that, like I said, the Judgment Day's uh, push got a little plateaued a little bit. But it kicked back off again this past Monday in Madison Square Garden where, the, where, where after Mysterio and Dominic were able to knock off the Judgment Day. The Judgment Day attacked, they dragged, they beat the L out of Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, and his family setting up this no-disqualification match. And I think this is where it leads to the Raider Superstar Edge returning with his old gimmick, the Meadowangus theme song, the greatest theme song in the history of the business. He returns and helps the Mysterios defeat the Judgment Day, and this feud ends and moves off, and we go into Edge versus Finn Bauer. I do think that, they, you know, with the Mysterio celebration this past Monday on Raw, I thought there was a chance. Maybe they pull the trigger. Maybe they have Dominic turn on Rey Mysterio for his 20th anniversary. Of course, Rey Mysterio, the greatest luchador superstar of all time, and one of the best WWE superstars of all time. They did not go in that direction. Instead, I think Rey and Dominic are going to pick up the victory here. Well, Edge caught the Judgment Day, and we move on to a feud here. You know, who knows? Maybe Ray and Dominic stick around. Maybe the Judgment Day finds a new member and they do a six-man tag match. Or maybe we just go into a feud between Edge and Finn Bauer over who the real leader of the Judgment Day is. Next match is a rematch of the 26-second bout from last year's SummerSlam. 
Now, last year, Becky Lynch surprised the world. Nobody knew she was coming into Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas to replace Sasha Banks, who was out with some still undisclosed medical issue, could not compete when it was supposed to be Belair versus Banks, too. At SummerSlam, after their incredible history-making WrestleMania 37 Night 1 main event encounter. And now here we are, pretty much Bianca versus Becky 2, if you will. If you want to count the SummerSlam, it'd be Becky versus Bianca 3 here at SummerSlam a year later. And, you know, 26 seconds. Last year, I mentioned Becky Lynch shocked the world with a punch in the face, the main handle slam, and the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Since then, these two ladies have dominated the Monday Night Raw Women's Division. And their WrestleMania match was one of the best of the weekend. They had incredible urgency and incredible chemistry, just like their fight they had this past Monday night on Raw. I could see this match going one of two ways. Both ways, I do think Bianca Belair retains. Because I do think that Belair will again move on to feud with, with Rhea Ripley in the UK at Clash of the Castle. That's where I could see again another Judgment Day takeover. Maybe it's two months later than they wanted to. But I believe Rhea Ripley taking the strap off Bianca Belair is the direction that we are going. I can see Bianca and Becky having a very similar match to the WrestleMania encounter. Where it's one of the best matches of the night. Which is why I saved it for later in the card. Or, because there are nine matches on this card, and we see that Reigns and Lesnar is a last man standing match, and Judgment Day will really get some good time, Rollins and Riddle will get some good time, Pat McAfee will get some time, the Usher's and Profits are a big match, Logan Paul and Miz will get some time, so there's a lot of matches on this card that'll get some time. I could see Bianca Belair pulling a Becky Lynch from last year and pinning Becky Lynch in approximately 26 seconds, maybe even a little bit shorter, if they timed it right. Storyline goes full circle where Bianca puts out her hand, just like she tried to do at WrestleMania, hit the KOD real quick. We know how these ladies hate each other. Boom, boom, boom. That storyline's over. Bianca moves on and Becky moves on to greater pastors on the right brand. But I do believe either way, Bianca retains. But I would love to see Payback's a bitch, if you will. Bianca Boer defeating Becky Lynch in near record time at the premium live event. Moving on, we know about the controversy at Money in the Bank between the Usos and the Street Profits after their match of the night. Unless you want to count the men's Money in the Bank ladder matches that at the Money in the Bank premium live event. That was one of the best tag team matches we've seen in a long time. I think we're going to get it again. We're going to get, obviously, a little more shenanigans this time with J-E-double-F, J-A-double-R-E-double-T. That's double J, Jeff Jarrett as the special guest referee for this match. But I do think this is where the Usos and Profits feud end with the Usos going on top. And as they would say, they the twos, we the ones, we being the Usos, and the Usos walking out of SummerSlam now being a year over as the SmackDown Tag Team Champions and now obviously a few months with the Raw Tag Team Championships them being the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. The Usos are once again on top of that mountain. I do not see the Street Profits winning this match, though. I think it will be a phenomenal match, 
and I am rooting for the prophets because I'm rooting for the day that, that, that the Usos and Roman Reigns and the bloodline kind of disappear for a little bit. I think we're going to get new blood in WWE eventually. There's not really a lot of challengers left for the Usos to face unless, they, unless WWE wants to kind of make up a team there. If you will, you know, who knows? Maybe AJ Styles and Dolph Ziggler. We saw them compete against the, the Alpha Academy on Raw. Maybe, maybe they're a team. Or maybe the Alpha Academy turns face and takes on the Usos. I don't know what they're going to do because there's not a whole lot of teams left for the Usos to face. But I think this is going to be a really fun match. These two guys have a great chemistry. And like Reigns and Lesnar, which we'll get to here in a second, I think this is the final match between these two. You know, these guys have wrestled so much. Over the past month, it really doesn't feel special anymore. It's kind of just like ended. But I think that these guys will, will have a fun match, and they, they will get it done. It's certainly one of the most important matches on the card. It's why I put it a little bit later on the card. But yes, the Usos will retain. Moving on to the second last match of the night. This is where I think Pat McAfee will take on Happy Corbin and what could be a sleeper match of the night. Now, I put this match on a little bit later in the show because I do think, you know, it's going to be a fun show. I think they got to get Pat McAfee some kind of prep. I don't think it's going to put this in the middle of the card because you have so many, you know, insane matches like Bianca Boer and Becky Lynch with the Usos and the Street Profits, like the Usos, but, or excuse me, like Edge potentially returning with the Judgment Day, like Logan Paul and The Miz. They can kind of go all before Pat, because I do think Pat's match is going to be kind of the fun match of the night before the main event. You want a little bit of a cooldown before the main event, and all of these options on this card, which looks like a great card, but I do think in general, Pat and Corbin would be considered the cooldown match, just like they were at WrestleMania before Roman and Brock put on the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. I think Pat McAfee here gets a good run with Corbin. I think we'll see Pat's finisher in WWE for the first time. Of course, we saw him just roll up theory at WrestleMania. Though I do think that, again, Pat McAfee will pull out the victory here over Abby Corbin at WrestleMania. Or excuse me, at SummerSlam. You cannot... You cannot underestimate McAfee's value to WWE. He's great on the commentary team. I've said it numerous times. Him and Michael Cole are my favorite commentary team in the history of the business. Pat McAfee knows this business. He can cut a promo. He can wrestle. He breathes and loves wrestling. And you can feel it naturally when he's out there. He just loves performing and talking and all things WWE and entertaining the live audience. And when you have a guy like Happy Corbin, who is a lot like The Miz, you know, I mentioned Miz is going to keep Logan Paul safe in that rank. Corbin is a very safe worker. He's going to keep Pat McAfee safe in the rank. And I love hearing Michael Cole on the call for Pat McAfee's matches because it sounds like a friend rooting for a friend instead of a commentator calling a match. It just makes a world of a difference and adds another level to the contest. I don't think this is going to be the last time. You're going to see Pat McAfee in the ring. I think he's a special attraction now. WB considers that. He gets reaction. He gets signs all over the building. They know what they have in the former NFL putter. And in a way, we know how this feud started. You know, with Pat McAfee calling Abby Corbett, bum-ass Baron Corbin after Shinsuke Nakamura took away, you know, King Corbin's crown last year in the Thunderdome era. Baron Corbin couldn't even afford breakfast. Then all of a sudden, he he went to Vegas, 
you know, last year at SummerSlam and really got rich. And that's where this character took off. I think at this point, potentially, you can have Abby Corbin go back to being a bum-ass, maybe at SummerSlam a year later, losing all of his luck after he loses to Matt McAfee at SummerSlam. That could be an interesting direction for this storyline to go. I'm really excited to see what comes out of this. And finally, you got the main event here. You got the tribal chief, the head of the table, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns defending the championship against the Beast Incarnate, Paul Heyman's former client, Brock Lesnar, in their potential last match ever, last man standing. Now, we've all heard the rumors over the past week of Brock Lesnar potentially leaving SmackDown due to being unhappy that Mr. McMahon, Vince McMahon, is legitimately no longer in charge of the WWE. What this could mean, and we don't know, maybe WWE, maybe all has prevailed, maybe Lesnar is sticking around, or maybe not, we don't know. What this could mean is this could be Brock Lesnar's final match in WWE. And I believe that after all the years of Lesnar tormenting Roman Reigns, this is Roman Reigns' chance to finally put down the beast. And some way, somehow, if Theory does not cash in, I think these guys are going to throw steel chairs, candlesticks, blood, Whatever you can think of at each other, I don't care if this is going to be rated TV 14 or not. I think there will be one in this match. These guys are going to hit each other with with everything you can think of. Like I said, steel chairs, kendo sticks, tables. You know, they'll find other weapons, maybe a fire extinguisher as well, to try to put each other down for the kind of death. There's going to be a lot of holy shit moments. There's going to be a lot of bombs. I think it's going to be a really fun match. And I'm interested to see if WWE books Roman Reigns putting Lesnar down for the count of 10 and how you go about putting a beast down like Brock Lesnar at the count of 10. You know, Brock Lesnar's SummerSlam legacy just since he came back in 2012. Made event against Triple H 2014. Made event against John Cena where Suplex City was born. 2015. Made event against The Undertaker. 2016. Made event against Randy Orton. 2017, main event defending the Universal Championship against Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, and Roman Reigns in a Universal Championship match. 2018, main event against Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. 2019, main event against Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. 2021, returned as this new beast after Roman Reigns successfully defended the Universal Championship against John Cena and reignited the rivalry with him and Reigns. And now here we are in 2022, once again main eventing last man standing Universal Championship match against the Tribal Chief. Now it is important to note in my notes there, the last time Brock Lesnar won a match at SummerSlam was 2017. I do not believe that Lesnar does put down the Tribal Chief. I think Roman Reigns does retain the Universal Championship in this match. Now, I'm not predicting this, but I can very well see this happening. Of theory, the Money in the Bank briefcase holder cashing in mid-match. And the way they could do it is you have Reigns pin theory to protect Lesnar, right? 
No one ever put Lesnar down for the count of 10. You can protect Lesnar, and you can say that Reigns walks away the undisputed Universal Champion. However, I do think that the problem with that is you're going to have Brock Lesnar asking for one more match. I would think storyline-wise, so maybe you don't want to open up that can of worms, especially with Drew McIntyre, who I believe would defeat Sheamus this coming Friday in the first ever Donnie Brook match on SmackDown to get that opportunity at Clash of the Castle. I think we're set up for McIntyre v. Reigns at Clash of the Castle in the UK, which I cannot wait for on September 3rd, 2022. But yes, I do believe that Roman Reigns out of the table, the Tribal Chief, will walk out of SummerSlam for the second consecutive year as your Universal Champion. And we all know Roman Reigns left SummerSlam 2020 after he returned after going on hiatus due to COVID-19. Here we are again two years later, and Roman Reigns on day 699 will retain the championship, and we'll have 700 days essentially since that moment of Reigns spearing the Fiend and making his return after the Fiend won the Universal Championship at SummerSlam. Roman Reigns has been the guy in WWE, the head of the table, the tribal chief, the leader of the borderline ever since, and it continues after this weekend. I'll tell you what, I'm really excited for this premium live event. I'm happy that WWE is doing SummerSlam in July. It feels right. You know, it doesn't feel like kids are going back to school. This is in the middle of summer. It really does feel like the biggest party of the summer. And it's a new era here in Cleveland because of the fact that Triple H is now in charge of WWE. It's a brand new era in WWE. And I cannot wait to see what happens. I'm going to Raw in two weeks in Cleveland. That's why I said it's a new era in Cleveland. My apologies. It's a new era in WWE with Triple H running things. And we're going to only see how things work out from here on out. But this is essentially the most premium live event of the new Stephanie McMahon and Triple H era. And with that, thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back on Sunday where I will be breaking down SummerSlam. We'll see if my predictions are correct. Again, I Ashley, Liv Morgan, Logan Paul, the Mysterios, Bianca Belair, the Usos, Pat McAfee, and Roman Reigns winning their respective matches. We'll be back on Sunday breaking down all things SummerSlam and recapping the premium live event. We'll see you guys then. And